This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Farm Traveler podcast, the first episode of 2020. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your year. So if you have New Year's resolutions, which we normally all do around this time of the year, it kind of differs if we actually succeed with those. But anyway, if your New Year's resolution is about getting fit, starting to exercise more and eat right, you're really going to enjoy today's episode. It is with Emily Shaw, better known on Instagram as Dairy Girl Fitness. So Emily has built this platform on Instagram and also a Facebook group on kind of motivating people and mainly women on how to exercise right, how to eat right, how your diet can be very important to getting fit. We're going to talk about workouts, some best practices about planning your workouts, planning your meals, diet supplements, all that really neat stuff. So it's a really great interview we're going to have. So I hope you like it. Anyway, we are starting off this year. It's going to be great. We're working on a lot of really cool interviews and um, hopefully, fingers crossed, a Facebook and YouTube video series, which will be really neat. If you want to support the show, your listens mean a lot. If you tell people about our podcast, it means a whole lot and help us out a great deal. If you want to support the show on Patreon, basically you can help us. You can become a subscriber and help us kind of pay with Facebook advertising and a bunch of other stuff. You can look for us on Patreon, just patreon.com slash farmtraveler. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for your support. This is episode 40 with Emily Shaw. Hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. Emily Shaw, welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. How are you doing? Great. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thanks for being on. So you are, you're probably well better known as Dairy Fitness Girl on Instagram. Um, so I found you in I've been trying to get fit for a while, so I can't wait to talk to you about all that. Um, but before we get started, tell us about your background, where you grew up, and what you're doing right now. Yeah, so I grew up in central Pennsylvania, spent my whole life there, and through that, that's where I got involved in the dairy industry. So both of my parents grew up on dairy farms. I still have a lot of family members involved in the dairy industry as well. Growing up, we raised show heifers, Holstein breed, so was really involved in youth activities, 4-H, FSA. Um, Holstein Junior Association, 
And that really just allowed me to kind of foster my love for the dairy industry and dairy promotion and everything like that. And then along with the dairy industry side of things, I grew up extremely active with all of my siblings. I mean, we were just constantly playing sports, involved in kind of everything that we could possibly be in. So that's where, you know, my love for being active and also the dairy industry kind of blossomed. And then after high school, I went to Penn State University, graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Ag Business Management and a specialization in dairy science. And then I moved to Georgia uh, for my boyfriend and kind of had a few random jobs a little bit in the animal ag, animal health, and was a credit analyst for a little bit. And then um, in, what was that, then 2018, that spring, we moved to Florida and worked at an animal feed mill. And then recently, within the past month, I went full time with Dairy Girl Fitness and, you know, started up my personal training business and working with clients now. So I'm officially self-employed and it's been kind of a crazy journey to where I'm at now. Didn't really know where this was going to go, but I'm really excited to be here. So what got you interested in starting a fitness blog and just kind of showing people how to be healthy and how to be active? So what kind of inspired you to do that and kind of shift your career path that way? Like I said, I've kind of played sports my whole life. And then when college rolled around, you know, I did the typical like intramural sports and all the fun sports, but really was just lacking kind of being active all the time with that. So started weightlifting, started going to the gym more. And my passion for that just kind of grew. And obviously I was in college. So compared to now, probably wasn't taking as great of care of myself with all the drinking and all the late night foods and all the tailgating. But that's where my kind of passion grew for the gym and just getting women into the gym, being confident with themselves and getting into weightlifting instead of just, you know, kind of being nervous and sticking to those cardio machines. And then um, when I moved to Florida, it took me a little while to find a job. So I was like, Hey, you know, I kind of had this idea for dairy girl fitness for a while because dairy promotion is one of my huge passions along with fitness and, you know, just treating your body right. So kind of thought of the idea of creating an Instagram to combine my two loves of dairy and fitness and just showing women that trying to live a little bit of a healthier lifestyle and creating some healthier habits doesn't have to be extreme or anything crazy and can definitely be doable. And you can definitely include like foods you love into it, which includes dairy. So it was just a way for me to tie in two of my passions while I wasn't able to kind of find a career path that was really, you know, close to my heart. So decided to try to do something on my own and then it's continued to grow to now where I can actually do it full time. Well, Hey, there you go. If you can't find your job, just make your job. I mean, that's really cool that you can do that with technology. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my wife and I, we've been working out for a couple of weeks. She's got a wedding coming up in February. So, you know, the typical routine, she's trying to get in shape. Um, I'm trying to get in shape. So what's, I mean, and I know, especially for women out there, there's so much like body positivity stuff that's popping up, which is great. So what's that been like to kind of build a community and kind of tell women that your bodies are perfect? Here are some great things you can do for exercise. So how rewarding has that been to kind of build such a strong, close-knit community on like body positivity? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the best part of this. And I wasn't even really sure where that was going to go. But now that I even actually have clients and seeing their self-confidence and their self-appreciation grow has just been incredible because obviously like it's not a bad thing to have goals and it's not a bad thing to, you know, want to improve your health habits or even hit different physique goals. And that doesn't mean you don't love your body, but 
I think it's so important to realize that your body deserves to be appreciated in all stages. And just because you may not be at that end goal doesn't mean you can't be proud of yourself and be proud of putting that work in and, you know, trying to improve your nutrition, improve your health through exercise. So just seeing women kind of step in their power that way has been just really awesome and really just learning that they're a lot more powerful than they think and that they deserve, I think, to, you know, be proud of themselves and love that skin that they're in. I like it. I like it. That's all really good stuff. Um, so what would you say is some of the top advice that you give, like the top workout and kind of eating advice that you would give your clients? Because I know like a lot of people kind of go to the gym every now and then, but I, I feel like consistency is probably a problem that, that a lot of people face. So is that something that you kind of give advice towards? Yeah, definitely. So the biggest thing that I think I could tell anyone, especially with my clients, is we need to get rid of the all or nothing mentality. And I know sometimes this is tough with different aspects of social media and different practices kind of being pushed, but you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to go to the gym seven times a week, do hours of cardio and cut every delicious food out of your diet to reach your goals. And I think once we realize that, that, hey, I can you know, maybe not go to the gym every single day and be extremely strict with my eating, that's going to be more realistic for you and allows you to just learn that, okay, consistency is so much more important than perfection. And like you were saying, that is something I really just try to preach to my clients because obviously this is real life. It's not always going to be perfect. We're not always going to be right on our routine. So I think just understanding like how different foods make you feel, actually being aware of when you're full and understanding what foods are important to incorporate into your diet, like protein, trying to incorporate a lot of veggies and fruits, drinking more water and just getting more sleep. Those are some pretty simple tips that I think people can start to follow. And then with exercise, I always suggest and with my clients, incorporating strength training into your routine, just because this allows you to kind of see the most efficient results while also really for me, at least building that strength and really that confidence in yourself. Gotcha. And that, that, that's two things that I'm really struggling with, getting enough sleep and then nutrition. Because, <laughs> I mean, getting enough sleep is so hard. There's so much stuff to do throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning that, you know, it's really important. Get those eight hours of sleep. Um, so what about nutrition? I know that it's important. You got to get the right. You've got to get your macros, your proteins, your carbs, your good fats, and all that stuff. So how important, I mean, how important is a good nutritional Kind of guideline for getting fit? So I think everyone kind of forgets how important nutrition is. And this was me for the longest time, because like I said, I mean, I exercised in college and even um, within the past two years, before I started working with my own coach, I was kind of exercising the same way I am now, but I wasn't really aware of my nutrition and what I was eating. And I wasn't really seeing results. And when I started working with my coach a few months ago and just becoming more aware of what I was actually eating and how much of that, that was kind of a game changer for me because, you know, what we eat is important. Like we want to incorporate the healthy foods, you know, the veggies, the fruits, the protein, the healthy fats, all of that good stuff. But understanding that we should be eating like different amounts of food to reach our goals is really important, I think. So it's like you can eat the healthiest diet. But if you're eating too little or too much, you're just not going to reach your goals. And then, you know, getting more specific, like with those different macro groups, a lot of the times we're just under eating protein and maybe overeating fats or carbs and things like that to where it's going to be a 
bigger struggle and longer journey to kind of reach your goals if that nutrition isn't uh, right and it's just going to be spinning your wheels a little bit. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, I've learned that nutrition is half the battle when it comes to kind of getting fit. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, kind of going off of that, and it might be a little bit on the flip side, when it comes to cheat days, do you kind of encourage cheat days or what's your thoughts on a cheat day? Yeah, so I try to look at it as more so like an untracked meal because I don't want it to be thought of as like, oh, I'm cheating on my diet because, you know, there's really no like bad or good, right or wrong with this. But with my clients and what I also follow with my coach, it's like, um, we have one untracked meal a week and this just allows you to, you know, try to kind of stick with your macros most of the day, still try to get some important nutrients in. But then if you want to go out to the movies, you want to have a dinner with friends or your boyfriend or anything like that, you're allowed to enjoy yourself. And really, I think just allows it to be more realistic and sustainable for you rather than thinking of like, I can't go to dinner tonight because it's not going to meet my macros. And that's not anything that I would ever try to push. And also realizing that some situations and sometimes of travel or holiday or anything like that, we may not always even be able to track macros. So my goal is to really kind of teach you the why behind nutrition and how you can make some healthier and smarter decisions off of the situation that you are in if you can't actually track those macros. I like that. That's good advice because sometimes like you, like you said, you go out to eat with friends or you're out of town and you can't really have access to like meal prepping and eating super healthy. So that's all really good advice. Uh, do you have like, do you, do you give advice for people that want to have a cheat day like The Rock or Terry Crews where they have like, I don't know, like five pizzas for lunch and like 10 cinnamon rolls for breakfast? Do you have any advice for those kind of cheat days? Um, well, I would say you would have to, if you want to eat like them, you have to train like them. And <laughs> we true. are not at that level yet. So those guys are insane. And I would love to have that cheat day. But if someone would want to eat like that, you're probably not going to have the same results that they do. <laughs> you can try, but it may take a little bit longer for you to recover. And I don't even know if it would be physically impossible for me or my girls to eat that much food. I think I looked up the rocks and I think his cheat day was something like five or 6,000 calories. I was like, Oh my goodness. So that's dedication. So much food. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm always curious about supplements. I know how important it is to have like a pre-workout to have whey protein. So what are your thoughts on, on supplements and are, 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 are plant-based supplements better or are dairy-based supplements better? What are your whole thoughts on supplements? Yeah. So I'm, I am a sponsored athlete and I do use supplements, but I think a lot of people automatically think that supplements are magic or they're like the magic thing that's going to make them reach their goals. But in reality, before you would even think about supplements, you need to focus on your diet with your whole foods and your nutrition and also your exercise routine. So, I mean, a protein shake isn't automatically going to make you gain muscle. It's not going to make you just gain or lose weight. So, I think first we need to understand, you know, being in a caloric surplus or a deficit and then actually creating that uh, progressive overload in an exercise routine. And then when you kind of have that figured out, you can figure out, I'm struggling with protein, so I can probably add that protein shake in there. Or I'm tired before a workout, so I'm going to have some caffeine, which can be reached through that workout supplement. So I think before I would even suggest that to someone, I would really just like them to take a look at their actual nutrition and their uh, workout routine first. But for plant-based versus whey protein, um, obviously, like I am a dairy girl, 
So I do prefer whey protein. And this is what I kind of suggest to people just because dairy itself is a whole protein source. And also I think it tastes a lot better than vegan supplements, but a lot of people maybe not are able to handle whey or digest dairy. So if you're not able to, and you're having trouble reaching those protein goals, I would suggest then reaching for like a plant-based uh, protein powder. And even now a days I've seen like egg-based protein powder. So just kind of depends what your stomach can handle. But for me personally, I love whey protein because I think it tastes better and it's obviously just more available too usually. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I've been using whey protein for a while and it works pretty good. I get buy it in bulk at Sam's and it's like this huge um, five pound tub for like $25 <laughs> and it's great. It's so mm-hmm. super, super tasty, super valuable. So that's really cool. Um, so, all right. So we're, we're young adults. We're, I mean, I can't even imagine how busy I'm going to be whenever my wife and I have kids. So what is your best advice for working out and getting fit whenever you have a super duper busy schedule? Like, is it, all about kind of finding time to go to the gym or planning it. What's your advice there? Yeah. So my biggest advice would be kind of finding that time or almost creating that time because honestly, kind of no matter what your schedule is, you're always going to be able to kind of find an excuse. And I totally understand that maybe some days you truly just can't get to the gym, but when you do have a busy schedule, just like almost time block your day, write that out and find where, okay, maybe I'm spending an hour each night watching Netflix, or maybe I could spend less time on my phone or wake up an hour earlier and I can fit that workout in. So really just look over your schedule and find, you know, two or three times a week. It doesn't have to be every day, but really just prioritize that time in your day and kind of schedule that into your week. So put that time block into where you get three workouts in before work and nothing's going to change it. So almost set it like a meeting to yourself to where you can't bail on yourself. And I understand the busy struggle. I don't have kids, but when I was working full time and also trying to build Dare Girl Fitness, I was having to get up at like 4.30 in the morning to get those workouts in, which sometimes definitely sucks. But I knew that if I wanted to reach my goals and I wanted to get those workouts in and not skip, I was having to create that time and make that a priority in my schedule. There you go. All about kind of making a priority. That's smart. When, when I was teaching for about a month, I wish I would have done this longer, but I woke up at about five every day and I went to the gym and it was really, really good, but I just kind of got busy and stopped doing it. But it, it was a really good lesson to kind of learn. You've got to make time to do it. You've got to plan. You've got to mm-hmm. plan. You've got to go to the gym whenever you have time. And like you said, like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm too busy to go to the gym, but they do watch Netflix or something for like two, three hours a night. So that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So what's it been like promoting the dairy industry alongside fitness? Like you said, you have a dairy background and you're promoting dairy, you're promoting fitness. So, so what's that been like? Has it been kind of really cool to kind of tell people about the importance of dairy and the importance of fitness? So what's that experience been like? It's been really awesome. And the main reason I wanted to do it, obviously, was like both my passions, but it was to connect with an audience outside of the dairy industry because Obviously, those of, those of us involved in animal agriculture and involved in dairy understand our industry. Like, we love it. We know why it's so awesome. But I really wanted to find a way to connect with more people outside of our industry. And I guess the same goes for fitness. Like, I'm connected with a lot of people in the fitness industry who care a lot about their health. But maybe some of the people involved in animal ag don't know a lot about taking care of their bodies with health. I mean, exercise, nutrition, and things like that. So really just my way to reach different audiences for both of these kind of platforms, I guess. But obviously, 
some things that come, come along with promoting dairy are the animal activists. And oh my, they get crazy sometimes, but I don't let anything really get to me. I kind of laugh at it because a lot of times it just promotes my content and I get more engagement out of it. And I know some people may like to, uh, I guess, attack, you know, physical appearance and everything like that. So one of the things is always, oh, you would look better, you would be healthier if you didn't consume dairy or things like that. But there's plenty of scientific information out there. And I know plenty of registered dietitians who support and promote dairy. So um, you just got to, I guess, stand your ground a little bit and be positive and just understand that there are some crappy people out there, no matter what you do or no matter what you support and promote. Fact, fact, totally agree with that. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> of the stuff that people say to you, like mm-hmm. that you on Instagram, and it's nuts. And we've kind of talked about that. We had um, TDF Honest Farming, Derek Josie, on a few weeks ago. And uh-huh. he was kind of talking about the same thing, how people that don't know anything about animal agriculture think that they're mm-hmm. experts and they'll just bash you 24-7. So that's nuts, I can imagine. Um, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so, like, I mean, what are some things that you're doing to kind of promote that education to where you can kind of better inform them about what goes on with dairy? Which I know it's like nine times out of ten, they don't want to learn. They're just there to spread misinformation, to just kind of attack you. So have you had any, like, successful tactics in kind of informing those crazy people that have misinformation? I think first we need to understand those of us involved, I guess, in animal ag and who are choosing to advocate on social media, we're not trying to change the minds of the people who are extreme in their stances. Like, I'm not trying to change the mind of a vegan animal activist who hates animal agriculture, because honestly, that's not realistic and probably not possible. So I'm really trying to reach those people who are kind of on the fence. It's like, I love animal products. I love dairy. And I think farming's cool. But I also see all this, you know, crappy information out there about farming. So I'm just kind of confused. So when I post something, I try to, I like obviously throw some humor and emotion into it, but I try to also kind of be fast-paced and not too emotional or too biased because I do understand, you know, there are two sides to every story. So when I do post something that's maybe a little controversial or anything like that, that'll typically get, you know, more engagement and more people are going to see that. But then I also need to have the facts to back that up. So I've had a few posts where it's, I've uh, included in there like some of the resources I've used and I've also um, kind of incorporated other accounts or other even like researchers who they could go follow as well then to get more information. So I think just keeping it realistic and um, maybe not as emotional and just uh, trying to change the minds of those who are willing and uh, willing to learn. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. You're just trying to advocate and just kind of not fight with them, but just kind of, hey, here's some correct information. So I like that. That's a really good point. Um, so one question I like to ask everybody is their thoughts on the farmer-consumer relationship. So what do you think about it right now? Do you think there's a lot of positive? Do you think there's a lot of good communication going on? Or do you think that communication is kind of lacking a little bit? So what are your thoughts on the farmer-consumer relationship? I mean, obviously, we all know the amount of people involved in agriculture continues to shrink. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, whether or not now with social media, I think if we're more connected or not, but I think now more than ever, there's more of us sharing our story about animal ag, which I think we have to continue to do. And I know it gets frustrating and I know maybe some people who are maybe in the older generation, I'm not trying to like stereotype, but maybe don't understand social media or just think it's stupid, think it's a waste of time. But 
I think we just need to understand that the times are different and the times are changing. So if we don't share our story in some way or create these conversations, then we're going to have like someone else share a false story of what animal ag is. And I don't really think we need to like preach it, you know, not like educate these consumers, but just create those conversations to where, you know, they feel uh, open and comfortable asking you questions. So also just making sure that we're not just trying to show the good side of animal ag, which I know we all want to do, but I think a lot of people who have those bigger followings are really good about showing, you know, maybe kind of the crappy sides of farming and uh, showing situations of where that could potentially be turned around in a video to an animal act activist group could use that and make it look bad. So I think we need to continue to work on it, continue to share our story. But I think now more than ever, there are more people on social media and, you know, just traveling around as well. Um, trying to share our story and create those conversations with the people who may not even know the first thing about animal ag. I like it. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. Like we want the dairy industry to be totally positive, but there are some negative things. And that's a very good point that a lot of people need to kind of talk about the negative and how it's being fixed and all that jazz. So that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. um, so what's the future of Dairy Fitness Girl? What's going to happen? I mean, I know you just started your business. You're doing that full time. So what's the future? What do you have planned for it? So I think I really just want to continue to bring on more girls onto my team, you know, make a bigger impact with women and their health. And then obviously maybe just continue to grow my following to where hopefully then I can travel. And honestly, I would really like to visit more farms and be able to share some more stories from other people. And also maybe just attend more conferences and everything like that so I can learn more about how to share kind of my story and connect better with consumers. But would really just love to continue to grow my team and come to the community that Dairy Girl Fitness has built because I also have like a private group on Facebook to where it's just an incredible place of encouragement and support. And I would really just love to continue to grow that and also maybe get some more apparel out there, <laughs> get the name Dairy Girl Fitness spread around. But now that I've just kind of started full time with my own client list, would really just, yeah, love to continue to grow that and just have the opportunity, I think, to travel more, to meet more people in this industry and just collaborate with more people who are choosing to advocate. So I can continue to share our stories since I'm not directly on a dairy farm. So would love to have the opportunity to, you know, share someone's story on my platform. Hey, well, there you go. We'll wish you the best of luck. And yeah, I've seen your merch. It's pretty cool. It's got the, what the cow and the barbell on it. It looks really cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. One of my really good friends made that for me. That's cool. That was a good find. Um, well, <laughs> well, Emily, this has been really cool. If, if people want to follow you, you're on Instagram. Where else are you at? If they want to follow you, if they want to start your workout programs, where can they go to find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, obviously at Dairy Girl Fitness and in there, um, you can contact me about working with me one-on-one -on -one with coaching, and I also offer some uh, coaching guides as well. So that would just be the link in my bio, or you can shoot me a DM. I'm always open in there and always looking for a good conversation. And then also on Facebook, I have a women's only group. It's Dairy Girl Fitness. That's the group in there, and you can just request to join. Let me know how you found me, and I'll see you in there. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Maybe I'll continue to grow some other platforms, but I always just try to provide some laughs, some encouragement, and some value on Instagram as well as my Facebook group to really just help people along with this journey and kind of find that self-love and appreciation and learn more about the dairy industry. <laughs>
Hey, there you go. Well, I am, I'm, I'm obviously not a woman, but I love following your stuff and just getting a lot of motivation <laughs> and workout stuff. And so it's all, it's a lot of really good content. So love what you're doing. Um, yeah. Thank we'll, you so much. Well, you're welcome. We'll be sending our people your way. Um, can't wait to see what you, uh, what you have planned in the future and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. I had a great time talking with you. Cool. Likewise. Thank you.